Housework, Cozy Zone friends, Ben Weber here. It is Saturday afternoon, and I'm looking forward to my day, which is involved in all different types of work around the house. I love it so much. It makes me feel so good to do all the chores. I love it. I'm going to be straightening up. I'm going to be cleaning the toilet. I'm going to be using baking soda and vinegar. This is a, a technique that I had abandoned for many years of my life, uh, but my, my sweetie Nicolette insists that we don't use uh, bleach or other harsh cleaners, and so I was like, oh, fine. I, I have adopted this method of cleaning, and I, I'm finding it is so effective. Baking soda cuts everything uh, grease-wise. It, it just it, it is unbelievable. It polishes it scrubs and vinegar, while maybe not the most pleasant-smelling substance on earth, uh, is a very effective disinfectant. Uh, an infectant disinfectant? All right. A disin- a disinfective? What's, we're just playing, friends. We're just playing because it's Saturday. And I'm getting ready to clean the house. Um, I need to uh, invite all of you to wish... Nicolette, a very happy birthday. It was her birthday on Tuesday. Uh, and I, I just want you to send all of her birthday vibes. I want you to send her ver- birthday vibes. Let, let's maybe just sing a little bit. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nicolette. Happy birthday to you. We're getting ready for a brunch party this weekend. That is a part of the urgency of why I I need to be cleaning uh, and scrubbing and do all the dishes and get everything tidy and make sure all of the shopping is done. I just joined the Park Slope Food Co-op. So excited. Uh, My work shift is uh, restocking and receiving. Uh, So I get to stack all sorts of vegetables and and yogurt, and I'm very excited. I I start my shift next week. Uh, My shift is on Saturday nights. So if you guys, uh, any of you are are co-op people, come and visit me, and we'll party like it's Saturday night as I uh, very lovingly put the cat litter uh, in alphabetical order or whatever the order is that they stack things up there. Friends, I have to... uh, tell you about our guest this week, Jenny Gruber. Uh, She is a very dear friend of mine, a very influential figure in my life. She's a a writer and a sex educator, uh, and she is a sexy delight. She has an alter ego, uh, that we talk about a lot on our podcast, Tina Horn. 
uh, who is also many of these things. And Tina Horn is unbelievably successful and has a podcast that I listen to a lot. Why are people into that? And Tina Horn is also a prolific author. Um, who is having a, a book coming out, and I, I, I have to tell you about some events that are coming up today, uh, Saturday, February 27th, from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. at Excelsior Bar, uh, which is at 563 Fifth Avenue in Brooklyn, and it's in Park Slope. She has a sexting variety show. It's comedy, improv games, sex, sexting, workshop books, talking people, cuties, emojis, queer, kink, sluts, short films, you, us, him, her, them, they... That's that's happening. That's happening. So come and check it out. Uh, you can you're listening to the podcast. Get a little cozy. Stop on by Excelsior Bar at seven o'clock tonight. Um, if you can't make it, then let me tell you about some other events. March third, uh, there is a digital dirty talk class at the Pleasure Chest in the Upper East Side, and that's at eleven fifty Second Avenue. Uh, it's free. It's a free event. And on March seventh at seven p.m. At Blue Stockings Books, which is at 172 Allen Street in New York, there's another uh, free appearance with Tina Horn and some of her sexy friends. Um, please come and support. Um, I, I have to. I have to tell you. So I I listen to Marin and I listen to Why Are People Into That, and there is something unbelievably redemptive about listening to Why Are People Into That. I. It has actually caused a an awakening of my own sexuality, uh, sort of allowing me to expand the notion of what sex is, uh, what what I can do to be sexy, what I can do to feel good, what I can do to feel connected with uh, the sexy people around me. Um, and uh, one of them in particular is the one about sex slavery with Laura Antoniou. Uh, I highly recommend you check it out it is it sounds maybe a little scary and problematic but it is ultimately very validating and sweet uh this idea of of housework that i brought up in the beginning it is it it comes from this place of wanting to be good wanting to be the best person ever wanting to be seen and helpful knowing that helping others serving others uh validates and nourishes a deep part of myself that also can feel very sexy. So I just want to thank Tina Horn, Laura Antonio for for opening up that realm for me and and beginning me on my hopefully long journey and exploration into this idea of service as something sexy. Uh, Jenny Gruber, you went into the bath. You were naked, you were wet, I was naked, I was sitting on the toilet next to you. Um, and it was just a really fabulous conversation. I'm so grateful that you're in my life, that we had this conversation, that you talked about your relationship to Tina Horn. It is, for the best of my knowledge, the exclusive place to hear about that connection. I really hope that, uh, you know, making this connection only helps you and does not harm you. Friends, uh, without further ado... Let me uh, just tell you where you can follow all of us on, on social media. So if you want to go to BenWeberProjects.com, you'll find all of our podcasts. Uh, follow me on Instagram at BenWeberProjects. Follow me on Twitter at CozyZones. Like the Facebook group of the Cozy Zone Foundation, uh, the imaginary exclusive sponsor 
of this podcast. If you want to learn more about Tina Horn, uh, you can follow her at Twitter uh, at uh, at Tina Horn Ass. Uh, I think it's Tina Horn's Ass. Um, is that right? What is it? At Tina Horn's Ass. Or uh, anyway, I'm gonna. It's gonna be in the the liner notes of this, so don't worry. Uh, also, uh, why are people into that dot com to figure out what that podcast scene is all about? Friends, without further ado, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome you to episode forty-two of Cozy Zone with Ben Weber, Jenny Gruber, in the bath. We're going. We're going. We're going. We're all, and they're off. And we're off. What's this da, oblique da, 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 strategies, da, da, da. Groovers? So the oblique strategies um, were a system developed by uh, Brian Eno and I forget the name of the other guy, some fucking guy that's not Brian Eno. Um, when he was recording his solo albums um, in the 70s, um, anytime he would get, um, what the fuck is it called? like writer's block or like, you know, but the musician's version of that. Anytime he would get frustrated, he developed like a series of uh, strategies and wrote them all in cards. And then eventually they uh, mass produced them. And I got this like used copy off of Amazon. It comes in this nice black box with the gold uh, typing. Oh, Peter Schmidt. The Peter <laughs> name Schmidt is there right is. there. Brian Eno and Peter Schmidt. <laughs> um, Oblique strategies. Brian Eno, for your listeners who don't know, do you know? Do you yes. do you listen to Brian Eno? Music for airports, baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But do you listen to his? Uh, did you listen? Do you uh, do you like Roxy music? You know, he's in the band Roxy music. I don't. I don't know. I don't he did know. these crazy tape loops for Roxy music, so it was basically like a like a classic glam, like heavy white boy blues rock and roll band in the vein of like. The New York Dolls or Bowie, R.I.P. Mm. Um, but then they had this very distinct sound because Brian Eno was always in the back with these like feathered headdresses and like sparkly leotards and like long uh, black hair and guy liner with these enormous tape loops, machines and crazy synthesizers and all this like experimental shit. So it would, you know, in the back it would be like, you know, it was... Um, the coolest and then he released a bunch of solo records that are also really great and very experimental and very different influential yeah very a lot quieter no no no, no. Oh. his solo albums no. are, are very like heavy glam but i think with a i lot only of... know music for airports music for airports is also amazing this like ambient music but different but different oh i know the bloom app there's like an app oh yeah 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 i know that mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's very nice um He's great. Yeah. And he uh, produced uh, a bunch of Talking Heads records. And, um, oh, it's so late. My brain is not working very well. This is going to be very interesting. We're going we're gonna to work on it all. I think, I think it's important for you to know that you're here because you, you are the Jenny Gruber expert. <laughs> and I... Don't I know it. And not only not only are you an expert at, at being Jenny Gruber, but you're also I mean you're an expert in a lot of things that I seek. You're an expert. You you're you live your life in a way that arouses me <laughs> from a deep deep place. 
and I, I, I have urgent need to, to speak with you tonight <laughs> to get to the bottom of some of my fucking shit. Oh, great. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and you know, learn learn from you, learn from your life, what your your life project is. Mm. What the fuck's our oblique strategy, that's though? A great, that's a great question. I'm not much for shuffling. I'm just going to pull one. Can you want to read that? Yeah. We we pulled is it finished? So good. You know, I mean the the <sighs> thing that I like about it is uh it's it's like uh it's like a tarot reading, right? Like the yeah. idea is you take these elements or archetypes and you incorporate them into your story and that's what magic is. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Solved it. Where are we right now? Well, we're Grubers. We're in the same place. We're in Katie Diamond's cozy zone. <laughs> Classic. Um, we're on my couch uh, across from my bookshelf. Um, and uh, but I'm going to draw a bath. That's great. That sounds may I are you ready to Yeah, do that yeah, now? I'm ready to draw it. Yeah, here so so take that. All right. Um, um here I go. All right. Are you, are you, you're going to turn it on and then gonna on. you're going to wait till it fills. Yeah, I'll explain my bath strategy. Great. Mm, there it is. We're getting some good bath. Yeah. Good, good bath, uh, audio. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to silence my, my device also. We're gonna yeah. Oh, time. here, here it is. Yep. Thank you. So ever since I was very young. I don't know if this is the secret to my success or not, but um, ever since I was very young, I have loved things that are very hot, spicy, and temperature, hot, caliente, and whatever the other one is. I don't speak Spanish. No, I don't know. I just know that from... I just know Taqueria Spanish. Oh, God. <laughs> I can say that because I'm from California. Uh, yeah. You, where, where did you grow up? I... What is this? WTF with Mark Maron? I'm just... <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, I'm not going to lie and say that I don't listen to them, that show, to, like, get all the ideas. I, to, I love... I, know, I, I listen to it all the time. To know what a, what a meaningful interview is. I totally pay attention to what I love about what he does and what I don't what? all the time. Where are you from and what don't you love about Mark Maron? <laughs> <laughs> and how are they connected? Well... Um, I was born in Cupertino, California, which is very near Palo Alto. That's where that's where uh, Apple is. That's right. Coincidence? I don't Around know. the same time, 1982. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then I lived um, for the first like year or so of my life in a town near there called Sunnyvale. And here's the thing about. <laughs> Sunnyvale is that in a television show that didn't come up, flash forward quickly, just go forward with me about uh, from, from, from the day of my birth, uh, let's flash forward about 15 years uh, to the mid 90s uh, when uh, a little show came along to change my life and that show was Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Buffy the Vampire Slayer had many facsimiles of uh, like 
central and northern California in it. Um, the college that they go to is somewhat based on the college that I eventually went. But, you know, as you can tell, I'm very into non-chronology, so I'm just all over the place here. But anyway, um, the town that they live in in Buffy the Vampire Slayer is called Sunnydale. And the prevalence of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the town Sunnydale on the Hellmouth, in my mind um, and in my life, has made it so that when people ask me where I was born, I often say Sunnydale, and they say, oh, isn't that the town in Buffy? I didn't know that was a real place. And then I'm always like, right, it's not. <laughs> the, the place that I was born, I often describe as a fictional Facsimile. Similarly, I'm from Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin, but I tell people I'm from Wuthering Heights. <laughs> no, I don't. You uh, don't. No. <laughs> but I, I. Heathcliff. I love Heathcliff. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, if this wasn't radio, I would do the, I would do the Wuthering Heights dance. Yeah, that was an important song for me and my friend Lisa. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Kate Bush. Kate Bush. Yeah. When I was growing up, and I would read articles about Tori Amos and they would say she's just ripping off Kate Bush I would be like how could you say such a thing about the most original and unique artist to ever come along in the history of everything because I understand all of history because I'm 14 (laughs) um and then I got older and I was like oh she's just doing a Kate Bush thing huh yeah yeah which you know thank god for Tori Amos yeah I don't know where I would be today without her um story about Kate Bush's Wuthering Heights once I was at karaoke um, here in Brooklyn and uh, I was with some friends and they I knew that they were fucked up but I didn't I just thought they were drunk and they just I mean first of all Wuthering Heights is a very bold choice for karaoke uh, especially for three gentlemen (laughs) (laughs) Um, and uh, they just flounced about the entire room doing the like uh, you know the the dance the like um, what do you call that druid dance or like a fairy or exactly wood sprite that's right exactly precisely Um, and later I found out that they were all on poppers that Ooh. is what they were on. Interesting. So whenever Does I that th- last a long time? No. Oh. No, they kept like sneaking. They, that's the thing. They kept, during I mean, I Wuthering part, Heights? They, I don't know if they... Uh, I think they lasted through all six some minutes of Wuthering Heights okay. without doing poppers. But um, uh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. I've never done them myself. Yeah, me neither. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't... Yeah. Maybe. Maybe once. I, I'm like a... You know, if I'm in the right environment with the right people and there's a drug on the table and I'm like feeling because like drugs are just uh, they're just like an accessory for the vibe or they're just something that can if you're like feeling a vibe and you're like, let's like go deep with this vibe. Yeah, that's what drugs are for. Drugs don't create something. That's a beautiful. That's a beautiful way to look at it. There's there's a lot of anxiety Around, I feel like the presence of drugs mm. is anxiety producing because it's like, I, I, I like the way that you are framing that because it, it there's not this expectation of transformation. Mm. It's, it's merely like, oh, is this a tool to like yeah. validate what we already have as mm-hmm. opposed to like, is this our portal mm. to a completely different place? Yeah. Because that's very stressful and there's a lot of pressure on that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of... um decompression that sometimes people don't give themselves no yeah um 
So I was born in Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale. And then we moved to Richmond, Virginia, which is where my sister was born. Oh. Um, and then, so uh, we lived in Richmond until I was about four. And then we moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico until I was about seven. And then we moved to San Jose, California until I was about 10. And then we moved to Auburn, California, which is in gold country, Northern California, Sierra foothills between Sacramento and Tahoe. I think I might've taken a train through Auburn. You might have. Yeah. Yeah. Were you headed to go snowboarding? No, I, I was headed toward San Francisco from the East. Mm hmm. No, uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like 200 miles east of San Francisco. Yeah, and it's sort of like this ghost town, or it's sort of like a like an old-timey town. That's right. It's very obsessed with its role as a, what do you call it, um, like a junction town like during a, the gold, gold rush. rush town. Yeah. yeah, and it's still a bit of a junction town. It's on the intersection of the Interstate 80 and the Highway 49, so... People do, like, come through it. There's an in and out right off the freeway. And so people will, like, you know, when I was in college, I'd be like, I'm from Auburn. They'd be like, where is that? And be like, you know, the in and out on the way to go snowboarding. And they would be like, I love that. I love your town. <laughs> double, double. Ugh. Special sauce, whatever. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's very, like, uh, gold country mall, and by mall, I mean, it's like a little shop, you know, right. a, a bunch of little shops, and the gold country pizza, and there are these, um, this, uh, this dentist, uh, sculpted these enormous statues, um, of, there's like a, a like a gold miner, but then there's also these, like, naked like Amazon women like breaking out of chains. It's very um it's it's a it's a sight to behold. A dentist? Yes. I actually like had it in my mind that it, this happened at the turn of the century, but I recently uh looked it up and uh he's still alive and a, around. A it's dentist like, sculptor? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Who somehow got the city to agree to let him build these like what are they what are they made of? They look like they're made of rock. But they're, pro I don't, I'm not good with textiles. Uh, bronze? No, no, no. I mean, textiles are like cloth, but like. See, I told you I was bad. I guess so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Materials. Rock. Materials. Hey, plaster? I don't fucking know. But it's outside? They are outside, hmm. yeah. They're all over. Anyway, so, so that's Auburn. I hated it. Um when I was growing up because it's, it's the most conservative county in the state, Placer County. It's very Christian and it's, it's not just like one kind of Christian. There's like, you got your Catholics, you got your Lutherans, you got your, um, uh, Episcopalians, you got your Mormons for sure. And they like all totally live in harmony with each other because they're all like, Hey, we all just want to judge everybody else. So let's like band together around the flagpole. Every Christians on campus. I can tell you this because I was the editor of the high school yearbook. Christians on campus was the most uh, always uh, popular club on my campus, on my high school campus. Jesus. Yes, I know. Right. So then, uh, so I went to uh, the University of California, Santa Cruz, um, which was also very white, sadly. Um, but at least there were freaks there. So and many at least freaks. They were like crazy freaks. 
pro-choice and history against of consciousness. the death penalty. Yes, history of consciousness. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. I took some of those classes. Yeah. And I uh, studied modern literature. I spent a year abroad in London. Oh. I went to King's College. Um, I was like, I like the kinks and Monty Python, so <laughs> that's the country I'll go to. And... Um, and uh, then what happened? Uh, and then I moved to Oakland. Well, I moved to San Francisco, and then I moved to Oakland, and then I moved to New York City in 2011. And I've lived in both Manhattan and Brooklyn. 2011. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's that's my story. Okay, so I'm gonna go check on the bath. Great. Now that we've now that we're all caught up on yeah, my life. That's so intense. Yeah, a lot of moving around, right? A lot of moving around. What does that mean? Well, I'll tell you. Cable brand. I guess that I, I didn't. I didn't expect all of these backdrops. Like you know, we've known each other for a little bit now, and Thank God for that. yeah, Thank God for us knowing each other. But like these are not these are not the proper backdrops. Oh, I forgot about Australia. <laughs> I lived in Australia. Yeah. I, uh, okay, so my dad, um, got a master's in communications and is like a very charismatic schmoozy guy and, uh, started getting like media jobs, I guess in the eighties you could get those. And, um, uh, he worked for CNN and then he just, um, uh, started getting headhunted and he would get headhunted and get offered like, uh, like better jobs with competitive paychecks and he would just pick us up and move us to different states uh, like every three years until I was 10. And then my parents separated when I was 13. So like, and my dad continued to constantly move because he's a wandering Jew and um, uh, he hasn't fucking stopped as you know, Yeah. to this moment right now. He's like, where am I going to be tomorrow? Jesus. Yeah. I couldn't handle that personally. You couldn't handle being the daughter of that person or being that person? Being that both. Both. Yeah. Definitely both. I mean, I feel like roots are so important. I oh, have so much. T- yes. So much value to like, shook, like roots. I, roundedness. I didn't, when I was younger, I think I like looked up to my dad and his like cavalier, like no one can pin me down, man. Like totally. kind of attitude. Totally. And uh, I, uh, now I, now I mean, I still have that spirit in me, but I don't feel like, oh, if I put down roots or like get comfortable, then that is like the death of me. Mm-mm. I don't, I'm not scared of that anymore, no. which I'm, I'm happy about. Yeah. No, it's nice. It's yeah. nice to feel rooted. I, I find. Yeah. That's like a huge deal, especially in this city. Yeah. I mean, just like it, it uh, on the. Like, not being stimulated and not using the... Like, I love the analytical part of my brain, but there are, like, other parts of consciousness besides, like, constantly, like, having balls flying at your head, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it just you're, you're in this sort of constant survival mode. You're that's in the, right. You're trying to, I don't know, like, navigate who you are in terms of this constantly shifting external existence. Yeah. That's exhausting. Yeah, and like, are you ever going deep with anything, or are you constantly thinking, oh, I, like, on to the next thing before I start getting comfortable? Mm. You know, just like 
gra- like being a jack of all trades, master of none, and like yeah. grazing, grazing the surface of uh, of things. So I have a lot of fear about being that. Person. About being which th- which uh, be, person? Yeah, being like the jack of all trades, master of none. Me too. Yeah. Oof. But <sighs> but I but I also think that speaks to we're probably good at a lot of different things. That's true. But like, are we? But yes. <laughs> but like, w- you know, should we have stuck with that violin? You know, when we were little and like, if I we wish had I had. I'm not the violin, but some. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I continued to juggle. I watched you juggle uh, cups of sand. Oh on the yeah, beach. that was a, that was my gift to you. That I was that. that was a very that was really mental. I actually that was a very meaningful moment for me to like figure out how to juggle cups of sand for you like <laughs> like how can i how can i make a beautiful failure for my friend jenny gruber oh but it wasn't a failure no. it was total rip roaring success yeah oh that was nice so here's my so ever since i was really little i've loved things really 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 hot yeah i like really hot coffee and tea um, I've been told by acupuncturists that this is actually very good for me because I do have asthma and mm. I do get like, uh, I have like respiratory allergies. Okay. Um, and I've been told that, um, the hot, like cooked greens are like cooked kale is like better for me than like a raw spinach salad. Okay. Sometimes I also have the spinach salad sure, or whatever. Sure. I mean, um, we're living. Yeah. And I, I do, I need my like food to be piping hot and I, and I need my, uh, my baths to be so hot that I almost can't stand it. If it's anything less than that, it's, and it's like lukewarm. I cannot think of a worse feeling. Like Oof. when you turn on the shower and you just like, can't get it yeah. that hot yeah, yeah. and you're like trapped. And I honestly, that, that not to give anybody any ideas but like that would be hell that's like my idea of hell it's like a lukewarm shower no one's gonna dunk you in a lukewarm shower no i meant like uh the lord (laughs) oh my god i saw a nice a nice meme yesterday um it was a picture of michelle pfeiffer in the film scarface Uh um uh and the quote was i can't remember if this is actually in the movie or if somebody was just attributing this to her like uh, iconic icy bitch um in that movie but uh the quote was i'd say go to hell but i never want to see you again <laughs> i'm gonna check in the bath all right it's probably close hot things for asthma cooked kale mm. <laughs> giving a little cold water there groobs yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> these cans. The cans. Um, with the cans. So, what I like to do in the bath is, I mean, you know, I'm also used to dealing with scarcity where, like, you may only have, like, a certain amount of hot water. We don't have that problem in this apartment, mercifully. Um, but, uh, you know, I like to get all of that most piping hot water mm-hmm. and then go from there, like adjust it from there. Okay. Cause if you, sometimes if you turn it down too soon, then you can't get it back up again. Right. Right. So you, you can always cool it down. You can always cool it down. Yeah. Um, you can always take clothes off. That's right. Wait, no. <laughs> you can always put the clothes. salt out. Oh. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> so I, I, so I also, I love hot tubs and I love saunas and I love like tests of endurance mm. in those spaces. Just like, do you have a favorite local spa in New York? Yeah. Um, there are different things that I like about the different ones. Um, I have definitely done a tour of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love Spa Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm happy to sort of like give all of my reviews of all of the places yeah. in New York. Yeah. But I, I do love Spa Castle. Um, most of the Russian banyans that I've been to are like more or less interchangeable. Um, there's the mermaid one in yep. Coney Island. Yep. There's the one that's near your place. On um, Brooklyn Banya. Yeah. Um, I think. I yeah. think that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been to that one. It's it's oh. they're being remodeled. Right oh, is now. it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then there's the Wall. There's the Wall Street one, and then there's the one in the East Village, which doesn't have hot tubs. It has a cold plunge, but it, it, it it's just like sauna steam. Yeah, rooms. yeah. I love that actually. I really I, like I, that. I one. like I like that one in the East yeah. Village. Yeah. Yeah. Some 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 people think it's grimy, but I don't. It is grimy. I mean, it doesn't bother me. No. The grime it, doesn't bother me. No, it's I don't know why it's grimy, but like it's clearly like ugh, there's like some literal literal grime on the <laughs> ground. Like I don't know if it's mildew or some sort of But it doesn't but I don't feel I'm sensitive to like mold. I and yeah. I don't I don't feel like I mean I go there to like breathe deeply. Oh sure. And I don't feel like ugh the spores, you know. No, no, no. Well everything's so wet, you know. <laughs> Can't really get spores. I don't know about that, Ben. No? Spores spores like wetness? I, I guess think so. so. Maybe. Well, I'm no scientist. No. Um, mm. My favorite... So there are two spas, uh, or hot springs, I should say, in Northern California that um, are like my like churches. And they, they, have, they, have, they both also have pros and cons. One of them is called the Ore Hot Springs, and the other is called Harbin Hot Springs. Harbin Hot Springs actually recently was decimated by fire. Oh. It's very sad. It's been around for a long time. I actually haven't heard any news about them rebuilding because that was a couple of months ago. But um, yeah, forest fires and yeah, the, like the, the, the water is fine, but like the whole, these like beautiful space um, was uh, destroyed by fire. That's so the pictures sad. pictures are super sad. There was a hot plunge at Harbin Hot Springs that is like my idea of heaven. Mm. Which is like there's like a like this wrought iron bar that you can basically like lower yourself into this like pool mm. of lava, <laughs> and it's so hot that if you stay perfectly still, it like starts to sort of like absorb into you, and if you move, then it feels hot again. But if you like stay still, it's like it's psychedelic, man. That's crazy. Anyway, that place is really great. Oh my god. Um, so I'm just trying to keep that love alive in my bathtub here. I'm very fortunate to have a bathtub. It's a jacuzzi bathtub. Yeah. It has jacuzzi jets also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder, like, I'm thinking about the earth and like, I have a mm. fascination with like the inner earth and like, that. Mm. you know, so we're all chilling out. Like it's cold outside. You know, we have the atmosphere. It's all very cold, mm. but inside the earth, it mm. is so hot. I, mm unbelievably hot and molten core molten core and because of it was solid because it's so there's so much pressure Mm. right it's uh i mean it's liquid it's like solid liquid iron wow it's crazy let's check on the do you want to do will you hold the mic and we'll go check on the yeah yeah totally but i guess i'm just i'm thinking about like 
What's the deal? What's the deal with the Earth heating all the water? We're we're gonna get into it. Um, I still. Maybe it might be time to move to the all right. L- let's. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn. Uh, what's that? I'm gonna take a pause and okay. then we're gonna re reacclimate. Okay, good. I'm gonna get uh, some water. Great. In the bath. See you then. Do you need a water? Yeah. 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 All right. It's bath time. All right. So. Yeah. Did you? Have you noticed the uh, the swans? I have noticed these swans. They're pretty great, right? I love these swans. All right, I'm gonna get in over here. Okay, this is Jenny Gruber uh, into the bathtub. How's that? How's that water temp? Oh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> what What are you feeling right now? Yeah, it's it's uh it's manageable. Okay. Like uh, it's not molten. It's not the Earth's high pressure molten core. Okay. Quite. No. Um, but that's good because sometimes I can't talk when I do when I do that treatment. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. That we're gonna have you talking. Great. Um, we're. I just want to call out that we're both nude. You want to call it out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. We got. I like how we got naked off mic. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's just because it's it's something else. If I you... also put some of these crystals into the bath off my. Well, yeah, what are these? What, what's in these? What are these? I forget. I got them for free. Oh. They're like, uh, let's see, bath soak and mineral salts made with oatmeal and milk. I guess it's not vegan. Mm. Scented with milk. Scented with milk is <laughs> not something that you hear very often. No, we don't want you uh, like your. That's uh, we're all trying to avoid milk, oatmeal, vanilla, and vet vetiver. Vet- oh, vetiver. Vetiver? vetiver. What the fuck is that? I think that's a nice um, herb. Yeah, nice clearly. botanical. Made in St. Louis, Missouri. Nice. Yeah. Nice. The epicenter. More than ninety nine point nine percent natural. What's that point five percent unnatural? I don't know. Is it supernatural? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, all right, here I go right. into the supernatural bath. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See now, this is like. Do you want to hold that? For yeah, a I got it. I got it. Uh, that is like the platonic ideal of a bath. It's like almost overflowing and I can sit in this for a long time. I made a good cozy zone bath. Mm, good for you. I'm so, so, so pleased. <laughs> Me too. Soak, soak, please. Soak, please. Let's, uh, let's switch these yeah. swans. Okay. There it is. Oh, fuck. There it uh, is. Yes. Okay. So let's see. If I do... Oh, yeah. Is that okay do, for you? Yeah, that's totally okay. I've got these nice armrests. Oh, yeah? You let yeah, me know because I'm, I'm standing by to, to be your mic stand. No. <laughs> I wonder. No, it's a little oh, I've, I've played a few punk shows in my day where there had to I either had to be somebody's human mic stand or had to have somebody be a human mic stand because mic stands were like janky and falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> or just no one brought one. <sighs> this is really, really nice. I'm so glad. It's a difference. A di- pre-bath. Pre-bath origin story. <laughs> what led us to this moment? Everything that led us to this bath. What is that sound? I guess that's the water draining slightly. No, wait. Oh, God, No. Oh my god, that's a horrible sound. What is that? 
I think it is some. I think it's the suckage. Oh yeah, I know. So right, it's like draining to keep it from right, uh, overflowing. Right, right, yeah, right, there, right. There it is. Uh, there, yeah. that's better. Got caught on tape. Yeah, that was the suckage. Terrifying. So suckage on tape, de- disrobing off tape. Yeah, there's a lot of like. I feel like there'd be a lot of like sliding around because we weren't like there was no disrobing for a purpose. You know what I mean? It was. Yeah, I mean, I was wearing sweatpants. And I, I was. Actually, you had already taken your pants off. I had. We were pantsless. Yeah. I'm very good at taking my clothes off very quickly. Yeah? Yeah. I suppose. I mean, I guess, it, it, to me, it's not that hard, but it's been commented upon. People are like, turn away and turn back. They're like, whoa! <laughs> 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 no, no, stri- no, no, Dita Von Teese strip. No. The art of the striptease. You know, the, like the, those, that, the quick change act. You know what I mean? Well, that, Where people yeah, have the, the quick change. The backstage showbiz. Yeah, that's me. That's amazing. That that I kind of wish I knew the secrets of, or like that was my life, like the quick change, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like where you like you know you do you do something like somehow there's it's with a hoop, and somehow there's like a, a different outfit in a hoop. Oh, I see, like stagecraft. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, me neither. I want to know what's um, what don't you like about Marin? Oh, Mark Marin. Yeah. Um, I, I like a lot of things about Mark Maron. Yeah, me too. Um, um, I usually do not listen to his monologue mm-hmm. in the, at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't listened to them in a long time, but when I used to try occasionally, I, um, I always kind of felt like, I'm happy for you that you have this outlet. Like you seem like you're working through some things, but I, this is not, I'm not getting anything out of this. Like it's, it's not funny to me. Mm -hmm. It's not interesting or insightful about the human condition. Like, uh, like I find there's like, uh, you know, and at its worst, I find it like insufferable and, and self-indulgent and, um, uh, I don't know. Maybe I like, see a part of myself that I'm like trying to avoid. Um, so interesting. So, so don't listen to that. Um, uh, when, you know, it's funny actually, he's been on a roll lately and I've been loving a lot of his interviews and finding them really inspiring. And oftentimes he, I like learn something about, uh, his guest that I like thought I knew what they were about. And then, uh, hearing them on Marin's show, I'm like, I feel blessed to like know the different side of the story, and I do feel like people let loose and feel like that is a forum where they can reveal that side of themselves. Like yeah. you can't. I mean, maybe some of them are putting it on, but I feel like I have a pretty good intuition for that kind of thing, and uh, like so, I you know. Anyway. But I was, I just listened yesterday to his interview with, um, uh, uh, Alana and Abby from mm-hmm. Broad City. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to that no, one yet? No, no, no. Um, and I found it really bad and, uh, and I like almost stopped, stopped listening to it hmm. like three fourths of the way through. Cause I was like, this is, it was, it was interesting to me cause he wasn't, he gets so much out of 
people who are otherwise guarded and the two of them are so unguarded right. that um uh i th i suspect that they were feeling a little fed up with his or like um poking fun at him for the way that he projects like cranky old man mm -hmm. and i think that that in turn was making him uh self-conscious like they were pressing on his bruises Ooh. um maybe not like cruelly but that like more so because fun. like they were um okay uh, i felt like alana and abby went in and they weren't getting very much out of him so they just both decided to shut down and not give him anything and maybe watch him squirm a little. Um, I cannot wait to listen to right this. Right after that, I listened to them on this other pop culture podcast that I love called Channel 33, which must have been recorded at a very similar time because they were like in L.A. doing promo for the new season, which yeah. came out yesterday. Mm -hmm. And... Um, they were the opposite. And it was another, like, white dude who was, like, uh, maybe a little younger than Marin, uh, but uh, I forget uh, I forget his name. Chris Ryan, I think is his name, on Channel 33. Mm. And, uh, but it was, like, so alive and dynamic and fun. They were, like, joking with each other and back and forth with each other. And, and Marin on the show just kept falling back on, like, well, in my day in comedy in New York, like, tell me, oh, is that what it's like now? You know, back in my day. And I was like, you're better than this. I felt like maybe he was just a little off. So anyway. I, the the part of the show that you hate is like my favorite. You like, know, Ryan the Truck, my best friend who we were talking about earlier, oh yeah. uh, feels the same way. And I and, wonder, I mean, it's like, so I'm, you know, like I'm a Jewish man with a lot of feelings and like working out all, all those feelings. And I, and it feels like this. I don't know this window or this 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 mm. thing to aspire to like it's very meaningful and feels very important. Dude, when you identify with someone being able to hear and feel their pain and like experiencing like them using their art or using their platform like to be like so generous with sharing their pain is like there's there's nothing like that. I mean, I can think of a million examples of people that I identify with that other people might listen to it and be like, yeah. What are these whiny bitches talking about? Yeah. But I'm like, oh God, you see me. Who? Yeah, who are? Who's that? Who's that person for you? I don't know. I'm, I'm losing my brain now in the tub. Oh. I'll think of some people. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, the first who things that inspires come to my mind are actually more like uh, musicians. Well, like PJ Harvey and Liz. Ver but this is like also throw speaking of. For some reason, I can't think of any people that I'm like that speak to me. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Broad City. Uh, yeah. And, um, but yeah, like PJ Harvey and Liz Fair from back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, there's this uh, new-ish, new to me, musician named um, Courtney Barnett from Australia, mm. who reminds me a little bit of like Dylan and Robin Hitchcock, but also a little bit of like like in sort of this like surreal sort of hard rocky folky um kind of style but then her lyrics are um her attitude is very like 90s bitch <laughs> which is like my root so um anyway yeah you're a you're a podcaster i i am uh and you you don't podcast under 
Jenny Gruber. No, I don't. I don't podcast over her, through her, or around her. No. Maybe around her sometimes, actually. And it feels like, I mean, I have to say, like... Can I put the cable down like that? Yeah, of course. No, no. Yeah. uh, I'll turn a turn like that. Oh, lovely. Is this good? Yeah, that's good for me. You let me know if there's any... Are you comfortable sitting in my toilet like that? I am. Okay, cool. Yeah. This is fun, Ben. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. Would you so, talk about... So I, I guess I, I'm a huge fan of, of your podcast. Thank you. Huge fan. And thank you for being a, a fan, a and, friend. Yeah, you're very welcome. And I... Uh, can, can you talk a little bit about your podcast? Sure. So my podcast is called Why Are People Into That? And uh, I have been... Uh, I do the whole the whole thing myself. I have some friends of mine make me a different. Well, they I give them a little bit of money for music that they're making anyway, and like use whatever music that they're working on um, for the theme song every year. So I, I don't make the music. It's my friends Dylan and Izzo, who have a band called Pine from Oakland, California, and my friend Justin Levesque, who lives in Maine, Portland, Maine. Um, does designed my website and um, helps me out with some tech stuff. Um, but everything else is me. I produce it. I book the guests. I interview the guests. I edit the tape. I um, write the scripts. I like put it online. I promote it. I do live events. I like do the whole thing. And it was my idea. So it's my shit. And that is like, that's so, it's so important to me because you like pitch things and people are like, what's the story? I don't get it. This doesn't make any sense. And you're like, yes, it does. I'm right. You're wrong. Or like somebody tries to edit your sentence and it's like, no, I meant to write it that way. And like sometimes that stuff is useful and you learn from it, but most of the time people are morons. Um, and, uh, and then you like hear, you know, you hear inspirational stories of people uh, being like, I knew that I was going to do it my way and nobody got it at first, but then I kept doing it and then I became... David Bowie or whoever, you know, um, and, uh, Broad City, whatever, Mark Maron, Yo, and, uh, yeah. and, you know, so it's very important to me to have my thing that I'm like, this is how I think it should be done. And yeah. I'm right. Yeah. It's so fascinating to me because, so there's, there's two very, very resonant things that are, that are coming up out of this. So like, you know, I asked you about your podcast and you're, you're talking about this like this work ethic or this, you know, the, no, but I mean the, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. important thing, the crucial thing that I resonate with too, because I, I mean, I do the same thing with, yeah, and we're doing it right now. And, uh, yeah, I, it's all, all by myself as well, but like how precious mm. that control is, how, mm. I mean, this is your singular artwork and you have, yeah. there are no barriers for, really Mm-hmm. to sort of say whatever it is. And like, mm. you know, you could, the content could be anything based on what you're saying. Like we don't, you know, we haven't really discussed what the content is. Yeah. Um, but we can. We will. <laughs> and I think that's the second thing, right? That like, for me, like, I don't, because I'm so sort of swept up by the content, mm. I don't think about this other half of it and how sort of, pivotal and nourishing and and fiery it is for you you know most i mean uh it's nice when we don't think about how the sausage is made when we're enjoying a thing yeah that's that's true that's nice yeah 
I am almost never like that. My brain is always like, who made that casting choice? Right. Or like, what was it like on set that day? Yeah. Or, um, oh, can I tell you, I'm going to completely uh, interrupt to tell you because you and I you. went to the movies we did. Uh, for your birthday like a month yes, ago. Yes, yes. We saw The Hateful Eight, yes. the eighth film by Quentin Tarantino yes. with the um, intermission and everything. Yeah. There were no women in the bathroom. <laughs> so funny. We dim some and drank screw top bottled wine. Delicious wine. Great. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. Oh my God. Thank you. It was so fun. Um, do you know what I heard today? No. You know the scene, okay, sl- slight spoiler alert for anyone who cares about uh, Hateful Eight spoilers. Thank you. Um, about halfway through the movie, Jennifer Jason Lee, who is fucking spectacular in this movie, yes. just like electrifying, so good, give her a fucking Oscar and send her on her way. Um, but uh, she is this uh, just like... Uh, disgusting human being <laughs> who's treated disgustingly but then she gets this moment of grace where she picks up an acoustic guitar oh. and plays this like folk song oh, she's got a beautiful piercing voice she plays the guitar it's my favorite so, scene in the movie so well and then Kurt Russell who's like the bounty hunter who's like taking her to be killed like gets pissed about something and impulsively grabs the guitar which belongs to Minnie's haberdashery where they are it doesn't even belong to her grabs the guitar out of her hands fucking smashes it like fucking uh like the who style um just fucking destroys it and she has this horrified look on her face and it's like she's like so pissed and she's so offended and she's so shocked and everybody else is like ugh that guitar is a $40,000, like, 16th century antique that they had on loan for her to play. And she, like, practiced on it and learned how to play that song and had a trainer. And they were supposed to switch it out between the takes before he smashed it. And Kurt Russell, like, didn't get the memo and smashed what he thought was the prop. And so that look on her face is at least to a certain degree not to take away from her like acting ability Holy but like shit. apparently like the shock in that scene <laughs> is real because he's smashing an actual $40,000. Holy shit. Pretty good story, right? That's amazing. I've actually learned that today. I've been wanting to tell you all day. Oh I my just God. remembered. That's incredible. So anyway, my show is about sex. <laughs> Why are people into that is about sex, kink, gender, and love. Every episode I have a different guest who is some expert in human sexuality and we they pick a topic and for about an hour we have like a long form uncensored conversation exploring like desire and psychology and social justice and uh, sometimes raunchy stories like about like why are people into that? Why are people into baths? Why are people into podcasting? Why are people into milk? I, you know, yeah, whatever. I, uh, I really, I, I want to think of like, what would be my, why are people in? Like, what would be my I mean, thing? if you can pit, pitch me, Ben. All right. I mean, I, I love. Mean, I, in general, I'm like, oh, I have like, I have like, I know so many professional. I know. Uh, like sexuality professionals. Yeah. Because I, I myself have worked in sexuality yeah. for a decade. So I know so many people. So I, I tend to focus on that. But I'm so not opposed to just like 
someone that I have a rapport with being a guest on the show. Yeah, it'd be like, so fascinating. I mean, because I, I feel like, oh, like, I feel definitely like I, I'm, you know, not in this community. I'm not a sex educator. I, you know, I'm like a, you know, cis straight guy. You I know? have cis straight guys on the show. Yeah, but we all oh. know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> It goes great. Um, great content. Um, but um, I mean, I like like boobs. Why are people into boobs? You know, I actually want to do. Why are people into boobs? I, I have. I could talk. I actually wrote. You my, really, are you my 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 boob knight in shining armor? Might, I've been trying to convince people to do it. And people are like, I don't know. Why do people like them? I'm really. I have a lot. Of, I mean, I, I I might have to do a little bit of research. But I actually I wrote my college entrance essay a little bit about. Wow. Boobs, not not fully about boobs. Wow! But like the idea about you know like light and shadow. There was a, there was a a line about like the fact that there is shadow like makes cleavage pleasurable. Like we like shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I and, love that. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, this is a thing. Oh, and then I like I think it was a metaphor for like the stage, you know, and like theater lighting. Something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was. Freud would have a field day with you. Well, I, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. But That's anyway. That's great. That's beautiful. All right. I know, love boobs. I'm booking you. I, I would be fucking... I love boobs so Let's do much. It. Let's do it. Holy shit. Have you watched my, my Patreon video? No. I know you're, you're actually no, a patron. No, I am a patron. Um, I if haven't watched the, it. If you go to the, the page... Yeah. There's a video. I just I made it like two weeks ago. Oh no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, and one uh, one of the things, one of the moments where I'm like talking about things that I haven't talked about yet, I'm like, uh, boobs. It's like a funny moment because you know boobs are funny. Boobs are fun. Oh. I myself have never much identified as a tits man, and then I went and married the most perfect set of tits on the planet. I have to say, I have to say. So there was, uh, I don't know, was it for your birthday? We we all went to the park. Um, oh yeah! Oh uh, yeah! It was my Park. birthday. Yeah, uh, Man, a few years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, to Central Park. Central Park. Yeah. Um, we went, and it was like you know, it's like time to be topless. Yeah. And it was a beautiful. Oh my god! So my birth. I'm a Virgo. My birthday is September 9th. Yeah. And uh, it was totally. I like wanted a fucking picnic because I'm a birthday yeah. princess. But who you know? It could have fucking snowed. I mean, who knows in New York and. Uh, September. It, it could have snowed, but it was the most beautiful day of like the whole summer. It was like sunny, but it wasn't humid. It was just oh, oh, so good. The food was perfect. The company was perfect. It was well. So you're and you can be topless legally in New York, yeah, regardless of you know your X chromosome, Y chromosome, blah blah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. great. Well, so your your um your wife uh took off her shirt and i was just like shit oh yeah i i had never you know i i'd never seen her breast before yeah uh you know we're co-workers and stuff yeah, so yeah. it doesn't come up at uh the fbi at the fbi yeah. yeah yeah and you know you gotta like keep it keep your tits in your pants oh yeah i watched the, the x-files the FBI. yeah yeah you know how it is it's just like scully please please just all all we want i'll look at you know, I went to a lot of, like, very badly photoshopped, like, topless, oh. like, scully things, you know, where it's, like, clearly, like, a completely different person. That's amazing. Yeah, I would definitely, you know, oh, topless celebrities. Mm-hmm. Oh, would, oh, yeah, you're God. into that. I was. That was, like, my oh, yeah, dream. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. And you were, like, she has damn. She has hot, yeah. hot boobs. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're like... 
Mm. Yeah. So good. Yeah. They're like a they're like a bath, like in a human, you know. I did in my vows. I said she's my human hot tub. She also gets very hot, mm. like especially when she's asleep. She's like my little furnace. Oh. She's so hot, like. Like caliente. She's yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't caliente spicy? Maybe uh, caliente. I think. I don't or like know. hot to the touch. I don't know. Ugh, Caldo. Such, What's that? Caldo. I don't fucking know, man. Shit. Oh, I need some water. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, we're going to do it. We're going to... And it'll be it'll be uh, great. It'll be like, I have my... Your qualification is that you're my patron. Great. On on Patreon. If you would like to what pledge an interesting... and support my work, you can go to patreon.com. What an interesting qualification. I, I, P-A-T-R... Oh, God, I can't spell. E? P E. P A T R E O N dot com slash T I N A H O R N. And you can pledge as little as a dollar a month and make a difference in underground sexual media. So, so this is a huge. I'm gonna have. May I have a sip of that water as well after you? Mm. It's so good. It's I so icy. Wait. I can't wait. It's good for circulation. You know, hot, yeah. cold, hot, cold. I read that somewhere. It certainly feels that way. Oh, that is so nice and icy. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so good. Mm. So you you have have an alter ego. (sighs) Yes, I do. I do have an alter ego. An alternative ego. (laughs) Where, Where was she born? Um... So my alter ego's name is Tina Horn. Um, I came up with that name not at my first sex work gig, but my second one. Um, at my first sex work gig, um, I worked for this lady called the English Mistress, who was actually English. Her name was Kitty, and she had a little house in East Oakland on International and 55th, I think, if memory serves me. Um, I was 24, 23, 24 years old. Um, And uh, I uh, wanted to see uh, whether uh, I could um, be a dominatrix. Yeah, I wanted to see what that was about. And um, I realized enough there that I liked the work, but I also... um, uh, just I just won't fucking put up with like datitude from nobody. So like Kitty did not run that place fairly, and I was like, this is not my scene. Um, she like favored other girls and like blah blah blah, and she like would manipulate us emotionally, like pit us against each other, and it was like not a good scene. Um, she I only oh my god I haven't thought about Kitty in a long time. Um, I wonder if she's dead. <laughs> I hope I don't know. Only one not. way to find out. I'll go and knock on her door. Oh, I only she smoked inside and this was in California in two thousand and five, two thousand six. Hmm. So that was very unconventional. She smoked inside. I think she smoked like parliament lights. And uh she would smoke for a very long she would like make one cigarette last for a very long time. Um and I only ever saw her eat bacon and drink coffee. And she would smoke, like, the skunkiest weed. And she would sleep with, like, much younger guys who were, like, 
she would like go out to like reggae. She was like in her, she was like 65 and she would go to like reggae clubs and like wear leather and like date like younger Jamaican men and Damn. smoke skunky weed. Anyway, quite a character, but also horrible person. Um, but I learned enough in that place to know that I really liked being a dominatrix. When I was there, I decided to, this is such a bad idea. Ugh, this is so embarrassing. The name I chose for myself was Margarita, which is so fucked up because I am not Latina. I (laughs) am Norwegian and German. I'm a Lutheran, Norwegian, German, Jew, and like a little bit of Romanian. Not Margarita. I have no business from, calling myself From the Margarita. Gold Rush town. I What's that? From Gold Rush town. Right. Well, that, yeah. Right, exactly. Hellmouth. Um, yes, from the, by way of the Hellmouth. So, um, so, my, I'm losing my brain in this tub a little bit. So, uh, right. So, but uh, I named myself after my favorite book, The Master and Margarita by, is it Mikolai Bulgakov? Mm-hmm. By Bulgakov. Okay, anyway, oh, yeah. I love love that book I could if I start talking about that book I'll never stop so anyway I thought that was a very funny and literary of me I have to share with you that I did a, a performance of the master and margarita mm-hmm. on governor's island what? for figment uh, so several cool. years ago yeah was, oh. where I met all these people who I still know and love oh cool yeah. well we should talk about Volgakov sometime yeah yeah the, I like Russian literature. Oh, me too. Yeah, they're so cold there. They have to be funny. Yeah, and yeah. and they they're real, you know. Yeah. And they know how sad everyone is. <laughs> We're so sad. Um. So. I realized that that name. Also, Kitty kept calling me Marguerite, and I was like, "It's Margarita." Like, if you're gonna make up a fucking name, don't change my made-up name. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, I began to get a sense that that was, like, not the right name for me. And guys would be like, what's your name again? So that's not good branding. So, so then I got a job as a nanny, a real nanny, for two weeks. And, um, let me tell you something. One week, like, on Wednesday of one week, I was wearing, like, one of the, like, a Catholic schoolgirl skirt like one of those hustler versions that is like attached by Velcro and is basically a belt mm-hmm. um, and like little like blouse and like stomping on the balls of men and like calling them like swearing at them and like calling them like horrible ep- like Jewish epithets, things that they asked for, you know, wow. and I was like, sure, cool. This wow. is funny and fun. Huh. Um, and uh, the next week I was picking up six and, and eight year old girls from Catholic school, and they were wearing the same outfit. Oh, Jesus. And I was, like, standing there with all these parents and all these nuns, and I was like, you guys, got, I gotta send a memo. They gotta retire this look. Like, this is not... This is... Do they know? It was like they were wearing... I mean, I, I hope... It was like they were wearing lingerie to me. I was like, right, this, well, not like, oh, I'm so turned on, but no, like, no. no, this is not the signif. These signs of signifiers are yeah, they don't haywire. Yeah, they, this is not right. It's only sex. Like a, a school uniform is only sex. Come on, uh, it can't be anything else. You got to retire that look. Yeah, 
it's time for a good one. Even a nun's habit is only sex. I, oh, yeah. Everything is a little sexy. That's true, but the Catholic schoolgirl. Yeah, The plaid skirt is, like, yeah. exceptionally iconic, I would say. Totally. So, anyway, I did not last as a nanny. No. Um, and, um, and then I was like, I had heard Kitty talking about her competition. She spoke of it very derisively. And I kind of figured, like, oh... Like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, probably, right? Mm -hmm. So I contacted the Gates and uh, went in for an audition and just, like, instantly was like, this is a different scene. And I had thought about it for a long time, and I decided if I go back to this, I'm going to give myself a name that I'm going to have for a long time, and it's going to be short and easy to remember and make sense with me. And also have meaning for me. So I named myself after my icon at the time, who's still a huge uh, icon of mine, uh, who's Tina Turner. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so, so, uh, so I named myself Tina, and I didn't have the last name for a while. Um, just, you didn't need a last name at that house. Um, but I loved that house. I was very happy there. I learned so much. I grew so much. Um, I had a huge influence on my life. I was there for four years. Somewhere along the line, I decided I wanted to give myself a last name, and I wanted to name myself after Audrey Horn from Twin Peaks, because, come on. That's so cool. In a way, Audrey Horn was kind of like the like seductive, like precocious femme fatale that I wanted to be in high school, but I just was not like in touch with my own um like sexual power yet mm. when i was an adolescent when did you discover your sexual power i don't know i think it's like behind the couch i don't like <laughs> <laughs> i lost it's like have sh i should check like in the glove compartment i don't know no, come on you have it though you obviously have it i think so you come on no i know please <laughs> please I would do anything you said right now. <laughs> anything. You understand? Like, I'm not, yeah, sure. We're like, I'm like asking you questions. But you say, you tell me to do anything, I would do it. Will you go get me more water? Yeah. I'll hold both the mics. Okay. Look at me. I'm Ben Weber speaking into the Ben Weber mic. <laughs> Right you here. can. You can just fill her up. Is this making a feedback loop? Yeah, please do. You should have asked permission first, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I suppose I have to be punished. No. No. All right. You want that. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll punish you by not punishing you. No, there it is. Uh... So, no, but seriously, though, like, when, like, so you didn't have sexual power. Well, I had it, but. You didn't, weren't aware of it. I mean, part of what's so amazing about Audrey Horn, if you've seen Twin Peaks. I haven't. I, I, it's been recommended to me. <clears throat> you've never watched Twin Peaks? No. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Katie has never seen Twin Peaks. Uh-huh. There are parts of it 
that I think that she would find scary and disturbing. Sure. But I've seen Twin Peaks so many times that I know exactly when they're coming. Mm-hmm. And I think, and the show modulates so much between so many different, uh, to- like masterfully between all these different tones. Yeah. And I think that the weirdness and the surreality and um, the, like, just how it's fucking funny. Twin Peaks is hilarious. And it's just like a marvel of, I mean, it's one of the great, like, pieces of art ever. I mean, certainly, like, that has been fucking, like, broadcast television, like, mainstream. I mean, like, it's unbelievable. uh, Anyway, I love Twin Peaks. So we're going to watch Twin Peaks. I think that we should watch it. I think that uh, that would be... Um, I've been saying that I want to show it to Katie and like have a very specific program where I'm paying very close attention and like making sure that she doesn't is not exposed to anything. Totally. Hurt her little brain. Totally. Um, so, um, but you can... You can you're you're going to be like, yes, bring on. Yeah, this. I, I, I like, mean, it's like the I most... Like that stuff. Disgusting, disturbing, uh, psychological underbelly of America. Oh my God. Kind of shit going on. This is uh, my life. My future life is so delicious. (laughs) I got plans. Yeah. I got plans. Well, so, so Audrey Horn, Audrey Horn is a, um, a teenager. She's played by Sherilyn Finn, who is right. Oh, I love, Oh Oh, man. She was a naked celebrity that I definitely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know know just the pictures you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think they were in Playboy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, she's got great tits. Oh my God. So soft. Mm, Like clouds. Yeah. Yeah. Please rain Um, on me. Rain, uh, rain down on me. Oh yeah. You'll, you'll love her performance in this. Cause she, I don't know how old she was at the time, but she's like, she could have been fucking 30, you know, but she was playing a teenager Yeah, and it's like this sort of like pseudo fifties world, um, uh, in Twin Peaks. And, um, so she's got the like, um, little sweaters, and, like empire waist skirts that like kind of go down like mid calf. And she's always like clutching her books to her chest, but then like these <sighs> like blinky, like doe eyes. And then she's just like, she's got her like woman lead sexual power, like bleeding out of her ears. And she does this thing where she goes into the diner and she puts on this like, the like weird synthy, like ambient, music that is like the theme music of Twin Peaks and she like puts it on and stands in the middle of the diner and just closes her eyes and sways in front of everyone and that's like how she's sort of like just like saying like I don't give a fuck about anybody in this town Uh, so that's part of those are my like femme icons Tina Turner and Audrey Horn so that is why I made that name that was the name that I used when I started to perform in and direct and produce pornography which i did for a while and then when i wanted to switch gears and do more writing and also start making a podcast about a lot of the same stuff that i like had uh made porn about but just like not like hardcore videos but more like talking Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) um i decided to keep the name because it was like an established brand and i already had like a social media following and people knew who i was and i was like i'm gonna use this platform to like do this other thing um and it is really hard to have two names and i wish i could collapse them and i don't know how it's so interesting because i mean i i I have to 
just bubbling up inside me is so much love for this podcast and like it is so it it I listen to it a lot and it literally changes the way that I envision myself in the oh. world and that's like, my, that's what, that's all I want. Yeah. Like, uh, so I think the big, the big ones that I, for me recently, mm. uh, are the one with, with Nayland about oh, yeah. chastity. That one is great. Um, yeah. very excited about figuring out a way or, you know, to going shopping for a way to lock up my cock. Yeah. Like that's very exciting. <laughs> very exciting to me. Uh, yeah. and, uh, slec- sex slavery, slave, s- yeah. s- slex Slexery, yeah, yeah. I think is is what yeah, like, service, when you collapse yeah. it, yeah. No, but with Laura Antonio, yeah, yeah, Laura Antonio, unbelievable. I think that one was even more resonant, nice for me, and just yeah, like and really realizing like I I've been you know thinking about I don't know service bottoming for a while, thinking yeah. about like you know what that is, what that can mean, and like you know having no language, having no community, like not even knowing where to turn to, yeah. And like, you know, listening to, I think there's something really amazing listening to experts yeah. talking about this who are like, well, I'm like, who are almost bored with it. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> they, it's such their thing that it's like, this, it's such a revelation. Like I'm listening mm-hmm. to all these words and like such revelation, but you hear the tone, like Laura's just like, oh yeah, you know, in my, my, my seventh book I did this. And like, she's like fucking seven, but you know, like. That's d- interesting because you chose, both of those people that you just mentioned are folks who are like, I'm not exactly sure how old they both are, but they're definitely both over 50. Yeah. And they both have been like actively perverting yeah. the world for decades. And like and it's just such a it's just such a re- like a relief. It's just like holy shit, like I could be an old person who like this could feel just regular and boring. Mm. But Blase. like yeah, which is yeah. beautiful. Like what like what a, you know and it, yeah. and just such the the shame and the the fear mm. and the unknown about like sort of dipping Where into do this. I start? Yeah. Yeah. It it's so tempered with like yeah, these old perverts. That's so great. Yeah. Uh, and I guess sometimes I have young perverts too. So, totally, totally. Yeah, I mean, you have all the perverts. These are these yeah. are just the perverts who's, who've spoken to me personally. Uh-huh. You know. Um, Thank you for saying all of this, Ben. Oh, it's it's very crucial that I do. Like it, it's very meaningful. Well, this is an example of like my um, the issue with the double name thing is that part of the reason that I keep the name Tina Horn for all of this work is um, so. Because I have a sense that of like an imperative to uh, um, to have good boundaries and to preserve my privacy, mm-hmm. and so part of that is that I don't talk about my work with my like civilian friends yeah. that often. Yeah, and you're really special, like as somebody who I like feel not only like safe, like you know, talking about sex work with. I mean, I feel pretty open about talking to most people, but like I don't know. I just I have. I have a few, and in this age of social media, it's like, you know, people posting the wrong, tagging the wrong thing. And then, you know, I don't know exactly what is like the worst thing that I could happen that I'm so scared of. Um, yeah. But I have a lot of fear. I can understand that. And confusion. So it's <sighs> amazing to hear you talk about how yeah. it's affected you, the show. Yeah. And I, and I guess I just want to say too that like, when I listen to Tina Horn, like, 
I don't. I mean, she's not very different than you. Like it. She used to be more different. How how was she different? I mean, I in the used past? to. Tina Horn used to be like a jukebox that you put money in, activated by putting money in and like choosing the like song and like curating like the experience that you wanted to have like that used to be like like are you talking like w- instead of uh, instead of music it's kink scenes or like yeah i mean i tina horn used to be like a client would book an appointment with me and the client would be like would have like a spanking fetish right. and a client would be like these are the things that i'm into like these are my desires and these are my boundaries right. like this is how long i want the scene to be and um you know, they all of they all had different degrees of um, specificity and ideas of what they wanted from the session that they were hiring me for. Um, God, I really miss it. Just talking about it, I miss it so much. Mm-hmm. I was very good at it. It's so much fun, um, and it made people happy. You know, I mean, that's part of the reason that I liked it so much. Um, I'm a pleaser. You can but, read all about it in Love Not Given Lightly. Uh, yeah, a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. in my, my first book. Mm-hmm. Um, a little but, bit. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, people come in and they would commission a session. And then, you know, I'm obviously bringing my own, like, presence and, uh, like, personality and uh, expertise and, like, all kinds of things, like, to the scene. And, like, sometimes I think that I know better than that per I'm, like, reading between the lines and, like, you say that you wanted this, but I can tell you want this. And most of the time I was right. Um, but it was all for the money, right? You know, and right. so um, I mean, as it all is, but I... that was liberating and refreshing because it was just like, cool. There's no question. Like, I'm gonna do the thing that you are asking if it's within my limits, because right. which I like had were very well defined for me always. So it was like, I, you know, it sounds like, oh, it was all for the money. Like, but that was great. That was for the money. <laughs> but, the money was great. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I guess. It was fucking work, you know? Totally. Was, but what I'm hearing, though, like, it's really interesting. Like, there's a difference between that Tina Horn. I mean, everything's for the money, right? But that Tina Horn, you were, you were a performer, really. Okay, think about it this way. But versus, like, a, a writer, mm. content producer. That's right. Like, it's like this. In the, the for the first like five years that I was like working as Tina Horn, people were coming to me and being like, "I see your talent. I've written this song. Sing the song this way, and we're gonna make this kind of show out of it or this kind of product out of it." And I was like, "Great!" And I like learned a lot from what other people saw in me. Blah blah blah. Right? This is like, a metaphor. Like, this, this is a metaphor. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I like mean, I'm a Motown cause, singer. Because you, know? you were you were in a band too. But yeah, but that was not never never Tina Horn. Right. Tina Horn was never in a band, except Gen- that it was me, and I'm Tina Horn. <laughs> you see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but um, <laughs> although I was in a band called Auto Bondage, but that was just Ooh. funny. That was just a funny. That's great. Name. Yeah. I didn't even think of it, but, um, uh, <laughs> it's so great. I didn't even think of it. Um, but, uh, then eventually I kept the same name, but I started writing my own songs and producing my own shows and like had a like solo career, like got my own band together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, yeah. Like 
then Tina, so you're asking like, so then in a way, and that's Tina, the Tina became I know. more me. Yeah. Just even by necessity of also I'm talking about like, like, like personal, intimate, private, like things that for most people are very private, AKA sex. Sure. Like, and so, you know, eventually it's like, like Tina Horn was like queer in the sense that you could like pay me to have sex with other girls in front of you, which I did just for the money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, but like now on the show, I will like speak openly about being queer. Like I don't talk about having a wife though. And no. that, that's like one of my like strongest limits. And I like, I'm worried about the blurring of that line because I start to meet people like as Tina and then I'm like, oh yeah, my wife, Katie Diamond. And like, um, you know, eventually people are going to be like, oh, Katie Diamond and Tina Horn are married. And I'm like, no, they're not. But they are. Right. Really? It's hard. And like, if I'm at, you know, if I'm like, ugh. Because Tina Horn is, is your artist self a bit. Yeah. 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 Which is intense. I think that's like really intense. Yeah. To sort of to step outside of, I don't know, yourself and gaze upon your artist self. Like, I, I feel like that would be mm-hmm. a really... It's also just more like a practical thing. Like, if I go to a, like a writing conference, yeah, which I'm trying to do more, and, or I'm, like, doing business, like, around my podcast, which I'm trying to do more, reaching out to people. I introduce myself as Tina because it just, like, makes more sense. I'm, like, there as Tina in, like, the professional artistic capacity as Tina. I'm promoting Tina's work. And then I introduce people. And then I get to know people. And we're, like, just hanging out, like, not doing business. And I kind of want to be, like, by the way, I'm Jenny now. But, like, and, like, sometimes that makes sense and is a funny joke. And sometimes people get it, like, people who are sex workers or who have been sex workers, like, all get it. Like, that's one of the best things about sex work spaces is that everybody knows that to put the slash between the two names, you yeah. know? Um, but, uh... It's yeah. also like you're a superhero. Yes, it is like that. Or like... Or like Tina Horn is Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. I know I keep talking. David Bowie's been on my mind a lot lately that's, for obvious reasons. That's totally... I might get a David too. Bowie tattoo. You should. I cried. I just stopped crying. <laughs> about. I mean, I cried earlier when you came over, but it wasn't about David Bowie. Right, right. That's okay. <laughs> um, maybe it was. In it's inspired. I'm. I'm seeking more tears in my life. I don't cry enough. Yeah, you should think about the fact that David Bowie is dead. That's been working for me. I. You know, and I'm too blocked. Mm-hmm. I can't. I. Uh, he would want me to cry. Definitely. I love. I love. Um, that girls love me song on the new and on Black Star. Oh my god. Oh my god. That album. Fuck that album. Yeah. In the best way. Oh yeah. yeah. So good. So that's I mean, that's a little bit of my uh Tina Horn anxiety. That's a really I mean, yeah. You know, and uh, to get psychological uh for a second. Please. Uh you know what it really all comes back to? is my dad <laughs> like i my i like have over the years like told my dad a little bit about like being a dominatrix and like told him that like a little bit about like doing work in sexuality and like his reactions have sort of been like 
my dad is like a very open-minded guy, but he's still a dad and he's got attitude and he like, you know, has been a little bit like, well, I don't think you should do that because it makes me uncomfortable. And I'm like, I'm a grown woman. I do whatever I want. And, um, but you know, they still internalize that. I know. You, like, I want to you want approval. Make your dad proud. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and also you want to be able to like share your accomplishments and like talk about business and stuff. And yeah. so, um, uh, but also if I told my dad about my podcast, uh, he like knows I do a podcast, but and I've like sort of come right up to it and talked about it. And then he'll be like, can I listen? And I'm like, no, because if I knew that my dad was listening, I would second guess everything that I wanted to say. Yeah. And also it would just make me uncomfortable. And, uh, so <clears throat> that is hard. And I also think that like, if I became, if Tina Horn like became wildly successful, which like my like gauge of success has changed over the years where like, if Tina Horn was like making me a lot of money and like gaining me a lot of like, if I was like going on Terry Gross and like fucking talking about BDSM, um, uh, which would be a everyone show. wants to be on Terry Gross. What's that? Why does everyone who gives a shit I about mean, Terry Gross? I mean, it's a it's a status symbol. It's like a gauge of like. I mean, I have a little. I'm a little bit of a fame. I'm a little fame hungry. I was listening. Who's the um? Who's the the cross dressing? Uh... Oh, uh, Morgana May. Morgana May. The, you yeah. guys were talking. You guys were shitting. Oh on yeah, Terry yeah, Gross. yeah. No, Terry Gross is. Horrible when she talked to Jill Soloway. Horrible. She was also horrible when she talked to Melissa Phoebos, who wrote um, who's a uh, wrote a book about being a dominatrix. Yeah, and she was, yeah. yeah. I'm no. just saying, like, uh, there needs to be a different fucking queen of interviewing. You know. I mean, maybe it should be me. Yeah. It should definitely be me. Go get him, Tina. <laughs> Please. Yeah, but anyway, I feel like um, I will. I'll go get him. Yeah. Just for you, kid. Please. Um, but I. Uh, no, I think that, like, if I sort of had some sort of, like, like st- you know, it's so funny because my dad is not a traditionalist, really, in any, I mean, you've met him. Yeah, yeah. He's not a traditionalist. Uh, but, but in no. a sense, I feel like I have to, I mean, maybe it's a Jewish thing. I feel like I have to go to him and be like, this wild idea was the right idea because I gained this certain amount of, like, monetary success. And yeah. then, like my ideals are valid. I understand. I want. I want blessings. Up, like, I want blessing for my parents so yeah. bad. I want. I want it so bad for everything that I do, and I. I don't believe I can actually get it. No, it's probably a fool's errand, right? I, I fear it is. I really, I really fear it is. You know? Yeah. That it's just it's about forgiveness and letting go. Oh. It's very wise. Well. I mean, I it's really sad. It maybe maybe it's wise. I I've been reading very. Sorry, I feel like I've mentioned it for like months now. But I've, no, I'm reading. Uh, uh, Bell Hooks is all about love. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's so nice. And and just what was really resonant, it was this idea of forgiveness. That like, yeah. really like, if you're gonna love someone, like if someone is really shitty to you, or if someone's like getting you down, like, you just gotta forgive them. Yeah. And like, cause you're not going to change them. You're not going to, it's just like, listen, I, you must be in a lot of pain or you must, it must be scary to not understand mm. this thing, you know, to not un- be able to understand your own daughter mm. must be really painful and scary. Well, that sucks. Yeah. I think my mom is scared of me in that way. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, she's scared of what she doesn't know or understand about me. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of us are. I mean, I think my mom is also. Yeah. Yeah. Manifested in anger, very much. I think what my my mom's oh, right. frustration. Yeah. yeah, gets yeah. Yeah. But you mm. know, I it, it's interesting. Like, you know, I'm always thinking about like self care and self love, and I just had this thought that because you have this alter ego, because the Tina Horn is both you and outside of you. Yeah. That like, re like, oh, like, what would it be like to really love that person and like really like work for her and like exalt her and like, you know, like, it it I like, I find it so much easier to love someone outside myself right? and be patient with someone other than myself. Like, I am I am my own worst enemy, mm. and I wonder, like, I wonder what that would be like I it might be exciting like it's like oh well you you Jenny Gruber you work for Tina Horn you love Tina Horn I do love Tina Horn yeah and how beautiful is that like how what a beautiful thing I've joked um I used to make zines obviously um <laughs> when I when I lived yeah, in, of course in yeah yeah of course um when I was a little baby hoe and um I did make like this one elaborate joke about um being Teen Horn's agent. Mm. But sometimes I wonder that I have, you know, I've been sort of chasing a certain amount of like fame and notoriety and um, access and like money and stability from my Teen Horn projects for the, for the past um, few years, like the podcast and my books and like freelance writing and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I have not, achieved the kind of success that I have been looking for and yet right yet and sometimes I wonder if my like weird compartmentalization issues which I also have around social media where I'm like I just I feel I have like I'm protecting a, a protective of my privacy I'm like you know it's like funny. It's like you, like I'm able to talk about things that most people like would never consider like talking about in public. But then there are other things that I'm like, oh, no, like clutching my pearls. Like I would never talk about that as like nobody like deserves that. Deserves. Like, you know, like me, like the fact that the fact that I'm here talking about like Jenny Gruber, Tina Horn, my wife, Katie Diamond with amazing tits. Like that's, you know, that's, this is a singular experience. I literally never do this. I am doing this for you because I love your podcast and because I feel safe with you. <sighs> Thank you. That's a Thank you. Thanks for asking. I mean, you also asked. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it was like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I... It feels good. I'm really, really glad. But so, but you were, you, I think you were, you were expressing worry about the compartmentalization that like it is, it has been a barrier or been an obstacle. I wonder sometimes. I don't, I mean, I don't know if we can ever know that, you know, it'll be hard to ever know. I mean, cause if it wasn't that, I mean, it might be something else. You know what I mean? Like there, there are so many obstacles. Yeah. Like 
I feel like I have so many obstacles. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, there's so many there. I'm not, I'm not where I want to be. You know, I don't, I, I'm, I'm still striving. I'm not as, I'm not as famous and beloved and like, as I, as I want to be, as you I think be I, famous and beloved. of course, I mean, you're beloved. Yeah. But yeah, but like, you want the roar of the grease paint? Yeah. Roar of the grease the paint? Roar of the grease paint and the smell of the crowd? <laughs> Isn't that a play? <laughs> I think it is. Uh, maybe. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but you know, we're, all, we're all like trying the best way we know how. That's the truth. I don't know. I, I, I just don't. I don't think it. I, I don't see how it could be a barrier. I, I like don't mm. understand. I don't see Great. it. Great. I'll stop worrying about it. Yeah. Then. I mean, I maybe, but I don't see it. I just think that, like, I guess, I guess, like this, this discovery that I've made about, like, if you create a persona, like, I guess I think about. So I, I've, I have many. There have been many projects, like. I'd say failed projects or project unfinished projects in my life. Yeah. You know, this, uh, 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 talk about a uh, smash type, which is my living letterpress. You That's know, so I, cool. Yeah. But like, I don't do it anymore. It's sort of gone. You know, uh, I had like a little, I made a bunch of like viral videos with a friend of mine, Katie Jarzabowski. Mm. And I, I called, we called it, we like made a company and it was called Deli Proof. But that, like, it's gone, you know, and it, it, like, was never a thing. I mean, we did a few things, but it was not, like, it's over. And, like, but there is, there was a lot of nourishment in creating this thing outside myself that I could love and give attention to that wasn't me, you know? It was this project. It was this collective. It was it was this this thing beyond myself because the idea. I mean, this is something I'm discovering in therapy. The idea of actually saying like, "Hey, you know what, Ben Weber, he deserves all the like love and attention." You I do. I do, but you I do it. I do, but I it's I didn't believe it. Do you or, believe it now? I'm working on it. Now the tables have turned. Now I'm interviewing you. Well, you know this is why you. This is why we interview podcasters. You know, or <laughs> just to get to feel what it's like. Oh, how does it feel? Excellent. It feels great. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I guess like, but like your project is a person, and yeah. that person is you, mm. right? So it was always you the whole time like it was it was a shield you know tita horn is a is it was ultimately a protection yes and a brand and something where you know where you could be you but you could also you have a little escape hatch well, yes definitely an escape hatch but also like you know like a like a costume that made me feel bold yeah um superhero yeah exactly exactly and I don't know, there's just something really, I mean, I'm a fan, you know what I mean? So it's sort of like hard, like I can't, I can't think of it. Like I, I can't be that critical because it's like, oh yeah, like of course, of course, fucking, of course, what? Of course Tina Horn, like fuck yeah. Like, of look course at Tina all, Horn what? She's, look at all the shit she's doing. Oh yeah, I do some stuff. You do all sorts of shit. Yeah. And you like, like 
you're doing great. Like from my perspective, you're doing great. I also empathize with like, oh, I haven't you know done enough. It's that Jewish guilt. I, no, it's not Jewish guilt. That's just like I don't know. I think I, I, in my mind, Jewish guilt is like I am not living up to my potential. Mm. Like I like have been chosen to be the best and i'm not the best yet oh yeah i can see yeah i see that i feel that. like catholic i've i this is my like taxonomy of catholic versus jewish guilt that i made a long time ago um which is that catholic guilt is like oh i'm so essentially bad I'm essentially oh, yeah. rotten yeah and look at what i did that's just a sign that's just proof yeah that i am the worst and Jewish guilt is, I am the best, and the fact that I am not living up to that is so wow, right. horrible. It's the fundamentally chosen. Yeah. You're like you're chosen versus damned, right? Because you're mm. born chosen, right, 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 or you're born damned. That's right. And you're that you're both fucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, groups. I think it might be time to. Uh, what was our oblique strategy? It was it. Uh, it's finished. Is it finished? Is it fin? Is it is it, it finished? Is it finished? No, but it's time to to do what we do in the cozy zone. Oh oh oh! I thought you were. Uh, oh great! Oh great! It's not finished yet. No, it's just what begun. A, uh... <laughs> it's just begun. It. So, as you may know, I am a I'm a representative of the Cozy Zone Foundation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is a philanthropic organization that part of the FBI, a division of the FBI. D- yes, division of the FBI, like, yeah, and it it it, uh, it consolidates uh, portfolios of donors all around the world. These are like extremely wealthy donors. Yeah, they're just like bleeding money. Unbelievable like amounts of money. Yeah, yeah, like all sorts of like you know pharmaceutical inventors. Mm-hmm. We're talking about people who own utilities, oil barons, like the richest people, and they pool their funds in order to commission artists. Uh, pairs of artists to create projects together. Um, they, they furnish unlimited funds in order to make this happen. Hallelujah. Yeah. And so you and I have been chosen <gasps> to conceive of a project, give it a name. And oh, a, Jesus Christ. And I'm create, this is a fun game. Yeah. And so, I forgot this part of Scotland. Yeah, this is the part. This is what we do. Um. Great. Yeah. So... I'm thinking about tits. Oh yeah. Of course. I mean, it, that would be interesting. Some tits sort of, free. Some sort of. Are they? Right. Did, not always. Not always. But the, oh. the um, uh. Oh my God! What is the song? The money for nothing and the tits for free. That's not how it goes. I don't, I don't know that one. <laughs> I don't. I don't know a lot of songs. It's not. I'm sure someone knows who that is out there. Yeah. I think it's like that company or something. Right, it's at Tina Horn's ass. Yeah, yeah, at Tina Horn's ass or at Tina Horn sass. <laughs> if you're nasty. Yeah. Anyway, so okay, no, but we're gonna do we're gonna do wire people into boobs on my show. I am fucking. And we're gonna answer some sex advice. I am beside myself. My patrons. All right, so okay. Um, if anyone listening needs sex advice, you can write to. Tina Horn Showbiz at gmail.com or you know you probably know me <laughs> get in touch with me um, alright so listen okay so boobs so thinking about like sexuality is probably a, is always a valid 
uh, subject for art? For our for our uh, giant project that we're going to do. Giant project, yeah. Um, yeah, probably. Although... Well, th- I'm just starting. Just Sure, sure, sure. I'm almost like excited about the idea of doing something that is like not explicitly about sex. Great. That's great. What can we talk about medium? Yeah. What medium do you want to work in? Um I mean I love so you you were saying earlier, you know, you you aren't uh, you aren't particularly well versed in textiles. So we might shy away from from yeah. textiles and material. Yeah. Um, but I, I would like, I, I guess I'm thinking about clay. Oh, cool. Like sloppy clay. I've never really done anything Me neither, clay. me neither. I'm not that good with form, I guess. Oh, yeah? What yeah. do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean by that? You know, I'm not really trying to make these like dirty cupcakes the other night <laughs> with Damien yeah. and Ariel. Oh, yeah. You see those pictures? Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... You know, All right. Well, so you you like text. You 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 work in words. I would love to make a movie. To be honest, All if right. I had like unlimited funds, like m- movies are. All right. I mean, I made some cheap ass video porn for a while, um, and uh, it would be so great to like. I think I would really be very good right. at like directing a crew where I was like. I'm going to hire, like, Maxwell Lander to be the director of photography. And, like, I'm going to hire, like, this person who understands sound engineering. And I'm going to hire, like, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Like, so let's I'd make, like to make a movie. Let's make a movie. Do you want to make a fiction or a nonfiction movie? I mean, even even nonfiction. You know what I mean? Even nonfiction is fiction. You know? Like, what is? And and is probably fiction is even the most. fiction is nonfiction. <laughs> Yeah, that too. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. He broke that You're... fucking guitar. Are you kidding me? He broke it. Holy shit. I, I would have just puked. She kind of puked. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's not her fucking fault. She doesn't, have, she doesn't have to pay for the fucking guitar. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. Fucking Jesus. He probably pissed off. Oh my god. Like, the, there's like a, probably a huge guitar community. That's just that was like fucking that was pissed, like a, like a Stradivarius. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's very rare. Okay, great. A movie. I I like movies. I would make a movie. Um, so, so. What's the movie yeah, about? fiction or nonfiction? Well, okay. Yeah. Well, so what story? What story do we need to tell? Sloppy clay. I can't get out of my head. They're like, oh, okay, okay. So just just hear me out. This isn't necessarily a, an idea, but like in her book, in her love book, Bell Hooks is like, well, what if what if we just saw images of like loving people as mm-hmm. opposed to like fucked up, like manipulative or just like impossible, like mm. oh oh hello there you are in this room mm. oh we're falling into bed oh yes you know that I want you even though we haven't said anything and there's no consent or conversation oh uh, oh I'm gonna come. I'm a lady, and I'm going to come so fast. Condoms? Who knows? <laughs> it's crazy, you know? That's not how it is. It's not how it is. It's so dorky mm. and messy and, like, people aren't in the mood. Oh, my God. And, like, you come too fast. Come too slow. Come too slow. Yeah. It's a mess. Um, And it's hilarious. 
So you want to make portraits of pure, sincere love? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds really nice. I would like to do that. I would like that. Cool. Yeah. Bell hooks. Bell hooks. So what do we do? Do we see... Uh, yes. Guess what? We're going to make a movie about love. Who? Me and Ben. <laughs> We've a been love com- movie? A love movie? Katie Diamond on the ones and twos. Do you know- <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna brush my teeth. Hell yeah. Guess what? Guess what we talked about on this whole podcast? Love movies? No. No. Well, kind of. We talked about your titties. You did not. We did. They are pretty nice. <laughs> That's what we said. <laughs> uh, I just need to let you know that our uh, intended guests are on the couch. Oh, yeah. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So the zone's about to get cozier. Oh, yeah. Johnny Blazes. That's so exciting. I love them so much. I love their partner. Um, great. I'm I'm I I love love. All right. Well, so okay. So portraits of love. Let's let's dive a little deeper in it. So how many portraits? Are we going to interview people who are in love? And that sounds nice. Sure. That sounds nice. But interviewing them. But like, wouldn't it be nice to like see them? See them doing their thing? Like, is that possible? You're saying you want to make a porn. <laughs> I mean, no, not necessarily. Love porn. Love porn. Oh. Yeah. That would be nice. You know, maybe we should just, like, make portraits of people who are in love doing the most boring things. Yeah. Like Netflix and chilling. Yeah. And fucking sometimes. Yeah. Good, bad. Yeah. A good, like, and, like, oh, yeah. And there could be, like, one time, like, they really do a good job at fucking and then they sometimes they mainly do a bad job. <laughs> That'd be very validating. Waiting for the bus. Wait, yeah, I would love that. Do you think it's, it's more, and it's more than one uh, couple or, or grouping or. I think so. Diversity. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. how many? Five. Five. Yeah. And, and then what do we, what do we call it? The tunnel of love. Tunnel of love. The tumbler of love. Love tumbler. Love tumbler. Lumbler. It's a little love place a, where we can love get together. Love shack. Yeah. Rock lobster. <laughs> it's um, okay. We'll call it rock lobster. Um. Love. Probably can't have love in the name. What? Maybe it can. Is there like um what? <sighs> talking about metaphors. We're talking about jukeboxes. Mm, a metaphor for love. Yeah. We could call it a metaphor for love. Mm. In the mood for love. In the mood. That's a. I would like to see that movie. I'd like to have. I, I would like to say that I like. I've seen that movie so much. It looks so artsy. It is very artsy. Mm. Um, mood ring. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Mood. I like mood. The word mood is like really good. Mood. <laughs> no. Mood. <laughs> Full mood. Full mood. Ooh, or like what? Is, mood descending staircase. <laughs> <laughs> Full frontal mood. <laughs> I like it a lot. I don't think it's quite it, but I really like it. Full frontal nudity. 
It's pretty funny. <laughs> moody, moody, <laughs> moody picks, moody, moody blues, moody blues. Uh. <laughs> My brain has gone down the drain. Mm, let's see. Uh, five. Mood awakening. Not bad. Mood. In the mood. For love is that's what I would love if that was fucking name wasn't taken. Yeah, it's a perfect name. Dude, hey dude, hey mood, dude, dude around, mood around, mood around me. Are you? Do you like mood? You're playing with it. Yeah. Hmm. Did you ever have a mood ring? No, I always wanted one. Oh, I can get you one. Oh. Yeah, the, they're cool. I'm not a big ring guy, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. It feels weird. If you liked it, then you should have put a mood ring on it. <laughs> mood ring? I wonder. Mood ring. What? what if it was like a mood ring, like like the bling ring? Like it was like a ring, like a like a crime ring, you know? like a Mood ring. Mood ring. I, mood ring. Yeah. The, yeah, five stories of real love. Because love is moody, man. Oh, my God. That's all it is. Yeah. Mood ring. I like it. Great. All right, cool. We'll, we'll let the foundation know. Great, perfect. Um, and uh, so we, we end Cozy Zone with a, with a song. What's the song? We make it up. Oh, okay. We, just, we, we offer, we offer a, uh, some sort of melodic noise or a musical sound. You're a, you were in a punk band. I, w- I was in a lot of punk bands. Yeah, how did you how did you compose songs for them? I w- One, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah, good. So you just count, just, count, just count, count with sass. Like Ryan said in, in his in his toast at the wedding, he's like, "We proved that Jenny could in fact count to four. <laughs> 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 um. Oh, Ben, I, uh, mm. I don't know where to start. Well, that's all right. Maybe I can start. Please do. So. We can do the, obviously, we can do the opening credits for Mood Ring. Sure. It's a mood ring on my finger. There's a mood ring I'm feeling low. And high and way up in the sky of my mood, mood ring. <laughs> Honey, where the fuck are my keys? What the fuck did you mean last night when you were talking about a baby with me? I'm hungry, I'm cold, I'm sleepy, I'm old, oh my mood ring, little girl, I'm your old, old man. I can't compete with that. Well, you were there. A little bit. I guess. That was beautiful. Thank you. That's, um... I can't wait. It's going to be a hit, I think. I think so. It'll be like short bus, only really boring. (laughs) (laughs) 
finished. <laughs> oh, this? The zone? Oh, uh, that's our oblique strategy. Oh, is it finished? Is the, oh, God. I guess. I, I, I'm starting to prune, I think. Well, it's... I have a very high prune tolerance, as your listeners yeah, no, this, have, you, may you, have noticed. You've been, you've been a brave soldier. Oh, I mean, I've been soaking. Yeah. Is it cold? I'm going to touch the Yeah, water. touch it. I yeah, should have had you touch it to begin with. So you could have seen how hot it was. I believe you. What was I thinking? That's all right. We just needed the audio. I, the hotness is in the audio. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny, thank you so fucking much. Ben, I love you. I love you. I love your show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for it's being been here. It's been really fun. I'm so glad. Uh, I love you so much. Uh, Thanks for being comfortable being naked. Yeah, man. It's a pleasure. It's great. It's, it's not not as pretty as your... Oh, please. Nakedness. It's just different. It's just different. Just different. All right. Well, different moods. Different moods for different <laughs> dudes. Bye. We are intimately finding our peaceful, cozy zone. And Ben, he interviews friends. It's awkward and then it's cozy zone. Occasionally it's a lovely thing to be nosy in somebody's cozy zone. So please, snuggle up sweet. A beautiful thing, it's cozy zone.